And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again, everyone. Listen, I had a wonderful time last night. I was at the Frederick Douglass Institute Regional Conference in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, some of you showed up who are listeners to the program, listeners to AFR. Really appreciate that always. God bless each and every one of you. Reverend Dean Nelson is the head of the Frederick Douglass Institute and uh, just did a wonderful job, had a wonderful conference. Uh, leaders not only from the Richmond area, but from around the country were, were there. And it was great to meet. So I saw some people that I was meeting for the first time, but then saw uh, many that I've already met and know and, and hadn't seen in a while. So it was, a, it was also a great reunion, great organization, great leader, bunch of great folks and had a wonderful time. The pastor of Faith and Family Church, Pastor Calvin Duncan, greeted me warmly. Great hospitality. I also know him. Haven't seen him in a while, but it was great to see him last night. So keep up that great work, and it is a great work that they are doing, folks. All right. Well, look, this is First Amendment Friday, and that means it's pretty much you, the entire program. I want to hear from you. I'm going to get to your calls starting in the next segment. But before I do, I want to set the tone of the program because I talk a lot about freedom. I talk a lot about liberty and, 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 and love of America and what a great country we are and and, uh, and, and that we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. Apparently, this president of the United States has a somewhat different view of us, of our country, and of freedom. Take a listen to what he said, I think, yesterday. Concern me. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. I mean, come on, freedom. You know, I've said many times, folks, and look, I, I, I don't need to convince you all. You know the love, the, 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 the deep devotion I have to this nation. And, and there are many, many reasons. But one reason is, folks, freedom. There's nothing like it. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is what life is ultimately all about. You can't even have a relationship with God without it. He made us to be free. My country is free. We are free. And I say that with reverence and, and with passion and with conviction. We have a president of the United States who says it with disdain. Freedom. Freedom. Like, <laughs> tired of hearing about that. It, is, it confirms something I have been saying for years, for years. These leftists do not like freedom. Think about this, folks. And here again, I just want to remind everybody, this is ultimately not about party. It's about principle. But one party does seem to embrace these anti-American values, and that is the Democrat Party, not that the Republican Party necessarily uh, adheres to them faithfully 
all the time. But here, but but look, you look at the platforms. But think about this: When was the last time you heard a Democrat politician talk about freedom, talk about liberty, with passion, with with conviction, with commitment? You don't, because that doesn't matter to them. They talk about equity and inclusion and 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 their kind of equality, which is not equality of opportunity, but equality of outcomes. A lot of freedom is about not having control over other people. Well, you know what? Let me say that again. <laughs> because it 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 you know that just resonates with me even as I say it. Freedom is about not having control over other people. And our founding fathers gave us a government of limited and enumerated powers to preserve our freedom so that the government would not have control over us. But these leftists, they live for control. And freedom is anathema to them. I said the only time they ever talk about freedom is when it comes to killing unborn babies. That's the only, and then you won't even hear them talk about freedom then. They'll just talk about choice. But when it comes to the freedom to say, I don't like what you're teaching my child. Oh, you don't have that freedom. We're going to sick the FBI on you. We're going to sick the, the, the Secret Service on you. You're a danger. You're a threat. You are a domestic terrorist. They say, comes to saying, well, look, I, I don't want to get the vaccine. I, I don't feel it's right for me. I prayed about it. I sought God about it. I don't feel that there's something that the Lord would have me do, or I've got natural immunity. I don't want to interfere with what my body is already doing more effectively than the vaccine can. Oh, you're trying to kill me with your COVID, which is nothing but hysteria and scare tactics and, and demagoguery and propaganda. Because the fact of the matter is, between natural immunity and the and the and the vaccine itself, presumably, if you can assume that the vaccine actually inoculates anybody, you can assume that most people are incapable of spreading it. I told you all, Maryland is reporting, according to the former head of the CDC, 40% of the cases in Maryland are occurring in people who have been fully vaccinated. So this idea that somehow getting the vaccination is, is you're trying to save other people's lives. People are getting the disease who are fully vaccinated and therefore they're capable of transmitting the disease. And in countries like Israel and Singapore, where practically the entire countries are vaccinated, they're having outbreaks. But it doesn't matter because I want says Joe Biden, to control you. And if you don't submit to my control, I'm going to call you a murderer and ridicule your freedom because that's what he's saying. You're going to kill me with your COVID? He's calling anybody who doesn't submit to him a murderer. Now, folks, that's not what elected presidents of the United States do. That's what tyrants do. Either obey me or I will classify you completely out of the mainstream of society 
and who knows how much further than that. Freedom with, with, with utter contempt. Tell you what, he doesn't seem to mind Hunter Biden having the freedom to sell these stupid paintings for as much as you would sell a Renoir or a Degas or a Van Gogh. Artists who are renowned and long since dead, and he's getting a half. Hunter Biden is, is still here and kicking and is at best a beginner, if, if you want to give him that much. And he's getting a half million dollars for a painting? You don't mind his freedom to, to because, folks, let's just be honest. We know what this is. It's money laundering. It's money laundering. It's funneling money to the family in a way that they think they can get away with. That's all. I mean, come on. We're not stupid. That's all that is. Nobody's going to pay a half million dollars for a Hunter Biden painting. Well, I'll tell you what. Joe Biden may not appreciate freedom and he may not love freedom he may not respect our freedom but we on this network do and we're going to continue to fight for that freedom back in a moment this is viewpoints with kirby anderson How can we resolve the apparent tension between the scientific presentation of evolution and the Bible? Some Christians attempt to reconcile the two views by saying that evolution is true and that's the mechanism God used. Prominent organizations such as Biologos insist that theistic evolution, sometimes called evolutionary creation, is a superior view because of the evidence for evolutionary theory. Authors of a new book challenge that assumption based on their scientific understanding and their theological concerns. The book, Theistic Evolution, a Scientific, Philosophical, and Theological Critique, is edited by scientists like Stephen C. Meyer, philosophers like J.P. Moreland, and theologians like Wayne Grudem. Stephen Meyer was on my radio program recently to talk about his articles and contributions by other scientists. He says that he feels that many pastors and theologians believe they're under an obligation to accept an evolutionary worldview. Then they feel they have to interpret the scripture from that evolutionary hermeneutic. But the contributors to this book actually argue that it is hardly necessary given the current status of the evolutionary model. Meyer believes that there is a very large disparity between the public presentation of the evolutionary theory by science popularizers and textbook writers and the actual status of the theories you find it in peer-reviewed literature. In fact, some leaders of the field are actually calling for a new theory of evolution and for a new mechanism for evolutionary change. The book not only raises scientific questions about evolution, but also deals with the philosophical and theological questions that arise once you adopt a view of theistic evolution. Where does the fall in human sinfulness fall into an evolutionary narrative? Is Adam a mythological figure or historical figure? These are important questions raised in this new book that will challenge you to consider what you believe about origins. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Go deeper on topics like you just heard by visiting pointofview.net. That's pointofview.net. 
The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts to into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Well, it's First Amendment Friday, folks. I want to get your calls going as soon as possible. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And I just will bring up some topics here as you all are lining up, and then I'll, I'll start taking your calls Here's one. Did you hear about the federal lawsuit that's been filed against the Wellesley Public School District uh, up in Wellesley, Massachusetts, because they're breaking children up into what they call affinity groups, racial groups, frankly, and allowing them to be taught to talk to each other and so forth. Uh Black students with black students, Hispanic students with Hispanic students, Asian students with Asian students. And this stuff is an abomination, folks. Let me just read you one quick quote about the Asian, Asian American students and students of color safe space. Quote, quote, not for students who identify as white. If you identify as white, and need help to process recent events, please know I'm here for you, as well as your guidance counselors. If you need to know more about why this is not for white students, please ask me. I know, folks, I know. And I wish I were making that up. I'm serious. I wish that was some kind of tongue-in-cheek statement. But that is an official statement of the official... Dr. Sharmi Curry, Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion at the Wellesley Public Schools, financed by taxpayer dollars. The whole point of the civil rights movement was desegregation. Dr. King said, not the color of our skin, but the content of our character. And these people want to regress us to tribalism. Now, let's get this color over here and that color over there and this racial group over here and that racial group over there. They're calling them affinity groups. What does that mean? Oh, well, you must, you, 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 you have to have an affinity for these people because their skin is this color. And you have to have an affinity for these people because their skin is this color. How about having an, having an affinity for people who share your values, who share your ideals, who share your view of life? or who are nice, or who are decent, who are kind. How about that? Oh, no, 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 that, that's, that's all irrelevant. No, it's the color of the skin that matters. Can you believe that public schools are, are 
propagandizing and indoctrinating kids like this. this folks, this is beyond the pale. It really, it, it is beyond the pale. And if it's happening in the Wellesley Public Schools, it's happening in other school systems as well. We just don't know about it yet. You know, I, I also found out we had Matt Staver on yesterday from Liberty Council. You know, we've also learned that what they're planning to do when these um, uh, officers and, and enlisted men and women are discharged for refusing to get the vaccine, they're planning to deprive them of all benefits. They will not get the GI Bill. They will not get, if they were entitled to, to, to any kind of medical care or anything like that for, uh, you know, maybe eligible for disability. Everything comes to a grinding, screeching halt, and they are dismissed with, with, with no benefits that serving in the military would normally bring. <sighs> Did you hear that uh, Joe Biden is trying to appoint a controller of the currency who was educated at Moscow University? Yes. And she wrote a thesis on Marxism, and the thesis has disappeared. Moscow University doesn't have it, and she apparently doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She came to America, joined the Democrat Party, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the modern American version of the Communist Party now. But she's she's there, and they're trying to appoint her. You know, between Van Jones and Anita Dunn and and Paul uh, uh, John Brennan and and James Comey, all of these people were avowed communists. Well, Anita Dunn simply said Mao Zedong was one of the two most important people she consulted with. So what's that tell you? You got Pete Buttigieg, whose father was a lifelong communist, Joseph Buttigieg, an admirer and a founder of the Antonio Gramsci Society, a renowned communist theorist. Folks, I'm not making this stuff up. Now, here again, I would feel better, and I'm sure you would too, if you heard some of these people renounce and denounce communism and say, hey, I, I want nothing to do with that. I hate that ideology. It is evil. It is wrong. It is responsible for the murder of millions. But instead, no, Bill de Blasio goes to Castro's Cuba and vacations there. Couldn't be a better place to vacation than a communist country. Bernie Sanders goes to the Soviet Union, comes back after spending, I think, a couple weeks there, comes back and brags about how much better it is in the Soviet Union, how many things they have in the Soviet Union that we don't have here. Folks, I wish I were making it up. For the good of our country, I wish I were making this up and then we could have a big laugh and say, oh, you know, that, well, that's kind of funny, but no, that's, there's nothing real about that. But unfortunately, it's very real. I, we're at some point, we're going to have to have a national security audit to determine just how deep into our government and our culture, particularly our government, of course, our government, communism, has its tentacles. And I think that it's a whole lot deeper, sadly, than many of us would like to think. Okay, the number is 888-589-8840. Let's get to your calls. It is First Amendment Friday. And I want to hear from you. Let's go to Essence in Texas. Essence, welcome. Hey, good morning, sir. Uh, let me come up here while I'm not echoing. Okay. Um, good morning, Biden Essence. says freedom to kill with COVID. Isn't he killing with the jab? And he is free to say goofy things and make a fool of himself, embarrassing our nation. But last thing I want to say is, 
I wouldn't let Hunter paint the side of my barn with tic-tac-toe because probably he would upset the cows. Have a great day. All right, you two essence. Wouldn't let him paint the, paint the side of my barn. Uh, but I'll tell you what, though, Essence, if he painted the side of your barn, you could probably sell that side of your barn for about a half million dollars. How about that? <laughs> right? Because I'm sure he would paint tic-tac-toe on the side of your barn like nobody's ever painted tic-tac-toe on the side of a barn. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just really, you know, it would, it would be funny if it weren't so tragic and so supremely evil. Because we know what they're doing. They're act- acting like a mafia family. They're laundering money. They're funneling money into the family through this bogus joke. I mean, this is a joke. But, you know, the, 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 the Democrat Party is not going to look into this. This attorney general is too busy investigating parents who attend school board meetings. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's come to Mark in Mississippi. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Bishop. It's so great. Thank you for taking my call. Um, and as a fellow pastor, I know words really matter. And so I have a request of you that when you talk about the shot, you use that terminology instead of a vaccine because we do not have an approved vaccine. They use uh, Emergency uh, Authorization Act, so we do not have an approved vaccine. We only have a shot. I appreciate you, and God bless you. Thank you, Mark. Well, Mark, listen, uh, it, 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 well said. I fall into using that because, of course, that's what they use to refer to it. But you're right. It is not at this point a legitimate vaccine. It is still what they're giving out is still not approved by the FDA, even though they played a little cute little trick on us and approved a, a, a so-called vaccine that is not yet available to anyone And now they act like that means everything that people are taking now has been approved by the FDA and and simply not true. Thank you, Mark, for the call. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's go to Christina in Arkansas. Christina, welcome. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have to agree with you on some of those subjects, but what I called more specifically about was the school situation that you are discussing. Um, i try to make this brief, but I am a white female who was raised by a fairly racist father, um, when I, and I grew up in the ghetto in St. Louis, actually, so it was kind of like a walking, talking contradiction constantly, but what I learned early in life was what racism really was like and what it was all about and how it is actually not just one race. There's many people who use stereotypes and racism Mm -hmm. against each other. And I taught my son from a very young age to not see people by the color of their skin so that he could be that change. And when all this stuff started taking place last year, I, at that point, just said it like most people uh, that uh, use the spirit of discernment that all the left is doing. And I actually am a libertarian myself, so I'll, I'll let you know that right now. Um, I, all the left is doing is getting more votes, and unfortunately, they're using people's most intimate fears and insecurities against their own people who they're getting the votes from as a tool to get into office and do these very much, um, like you said, Marxist and communist acts. The, the way that they treated the people who went to the Capitol, I've heard some horrific stories oh, from some yeah. conservatives 
talk show host here in Arkansas, just little pieces because I try not to delve into it too much. It increases my anxiety. But I just, I'm appalled at this point. My son started school at the public school system again this year after homeschooling from COVID due to some health conditions from his father. And he has a table. He has a group of guys he hangs out with. My son obviously is white. He has uh, two African-American boys that he hangs out with. There's a, I think you know, there's like two Mexican kids that he hangs out with. And they all just cut up. And they make fun mm-hmm. of adults who are acting like, I mean, they basically are like, you guys are crazy. I got you, Christina. Christina, I've got to take a break. But yeah, look, nobody in this country denies that there has been racism and there probably undoubtedly still are racists. What we deny is that America is a racist nation or a white supremacist nation. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for My Turn, Don Wildman. Reader's Digest, the little magazine that we all love to read, carried an interesting story. It went like this. After a swim in the pool at the University of California's Berkeley campus, a professor found that his shoes and socks were missing from the locker room. Since the weather was mild, he decided to walk barefoot to a nearby shoe store, attired in a business suit, white shirt, and tie. He was somewhat disappointed when no one gave him a second glance. The climax came, though, when the clerk, after fitting him with shoes and socks, inquired coolly, Would you like to wear them, sir, or shall I wrap them up? (laughs) Oh, incidentally, talking about water, here's another story. A.T. Kelly of West Point, Mississippi, came home with a fish tail. He had lost his wallet, he said, in Grenada Lake while fishing. It contained $120. Well, two years later, Ewell Dobie of Grenada, Mississippi, was wading in the lake and found Kelly's billfold. Yep. The $120 was still in it. Now let's go a little bit farther with our tale about fishing. It seems that John Culshaw of Hamilton, England, had an unusual catch while fishing. He snagged his line and reeled in what he thought was an old jacket. But it turned out to be a drowning baby boy, 20-month-old Samuel Roger, who had toddled away from home. For 10 minutes, Culshaw and his wife applied mouth to mouth resuscitation until the baby started breathing again. Maybe Coleshaw didn't realize it, but he was following quite literally the words of our master, I will make you fishers of men. No, the carpenter didn't mean catching toddlers in jackets. He was talking about catching men and women and boys and girls in the world in which we live. And you know that fellow Peter, the one that we have nicknamed the big fisherman? He knew quite well what the Galilean meant, and Peter became one of the greatest fishers of men that the world has ever known. You know, I get the idea that the carpenter would like to have more fishers of men in this world. Sometimes I think that we have been fishing for other things, money, position, power, fame, and this has caused a great deal of the emptiness and meaninglessness which is visible in the world today. I guess that one of the reasons there haven't been more fishers of men, and perhaps the major reason, is that it is a very demanding and exacting job. And then again, the reward isn't great either, as the world counts greatness. 
And it is often a disappointing job because people are not easily caught sometimes. Maybe the reason there have been few fishers of men is that the job is so large that very few have had the courage to tackle it. You see, it takes a real person, I mean a real person, to be a fisher of men in the world in which we live. It's not a job for weaklings or sissies. Yep, uh, the Galilean could use some more fishers of men. Any volunteers? This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Uh, Mark prompted me to look up the definition of vaccine, and this is the definition from the Oxford Language Dictionary. It says a substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity against one or several diseases prepared from the causative agent of a disease, its products, or a synthetic substitute, treated to act as an antigen without inducing the disease. Now, by that definition, what is being injected in people for COVID is not a vaccine. But of course, you all understand, don't you? They've changed the definition. now. They've altered the definition to, to fit, make this fit within the definition of the traditional vaccine, even though it does not behave, is not designed, does not act like what we've known as vaccines throughout our history. So good point. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's see. You've been waiting very patiently. Lorraine in Virginia. Lorraine, welcome. Lorraine, are you there? Yes, sir. I am. Thank you. I had to get off, get you off a um, speaker. Okay. Um, yes, All right, I, <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate your show. Thank you for standing up thank for our you. freedoms. Uh, we just need more voices like that. Um, two, two things, one question and one comment, and then I'll get off and let you speak. The, the um, question I had was I was just come from the grocery store and I saw in um, the front page of USA Today, winter will be hard, many children very ill during uh, and hospitalized due to COVID. I wondered if this is more hype that we've been getting, more lies, or is it true? Have you heard anything? And my comment is um, I'm a retired nurse and I've been um, watching this whole COVID treatments and pretend treatments um, since, you know, 2020 early, and I'm a, been so in tears that they are not doing the preventative treatment um, protocols of the, like, the, for instance, the frontline doctors are Peter McCullough. Many other doctors are putting their careers and even life on the line to have early treatment for COVID. And um, so I just, you know, nobody in the mainstream media is talking about, and I even heard pastors pressuring their um, constituents, not my pastor, but their um, members to get the vaccine in, you know, in order to be kind. All right. Well, Elaine, you've so, raised two you. two good questions. Thank you so. Did you say you had a comment too? No, no, that was okay. the comment. It's All just right. that I've cried many tears over these deaths that have 
because they haven't treated early that they could have prevented COVID. Yes. Okay, uh, Lorraine, Lorraine, thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Lorraine. We appreciate it. Uh, On children this winter, look, didn't Biden produce it was going to be a, a, a very dark winter? Remember that? Well, it wasn't that dark. Um, we, we powered through it by the grace of God. And I think what they're doing now is they're getting ready to roll out this, this so-called vaccine, this shot for children. And I think they're now trying to scare everybody into feeling that, well, I've got to give this shot to my child to keep my child from dying in this very cold, dark winter that is coming. Uh, yeah. I would I would treat these comments with a great big grain of salt. As far as the early treatment is concerned, it's a, it's a cult-like mantra. The only thing they know is the vaccine. The American Medical Association require, recommended that there be no exemptions by anybody. In other words, universal mandate, no exceptions. That's the American Medical Association. We, we're, we're, we're in the middle of a cult-like response to this thing where there's only one answer, and if you don't accept that answer, as Joe Biden suggested, you're trying to kill people. So, I, I, but Lorraine, God bless you. You just, you just, you know, don't, don't let it get to you. N- none of you, don't let it get to you. Uh, let's go to, um, let's see, who's, who's been waiting? David in Texas. David, welcome. Hey, Bishop Rambo, glad to talk to you again. Listen, I'll be <laughs> quick, and as I usually answer when you when I get to talk to you, it says, well, me and Private Kimber are standing at the ready. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> hey, I just man. want to say a couple of things that uh, I've given uh, our president a new nickname. I'm going to call start calling him Payola Joe, because you look throughout his history of being in office, that's all he's ever done is manipulate whatever position he's in to enrich himself. And I feel that, you know, now that he's in uh, power, that's all I see, in my opinion, is what he's doing. The other thing, too, um, my son is military. So Mm. he's at Fort Hood, and what we've been told is that they have until December 15th to comply, no exceptions. So, uh, I mean, I'm already scared to death. My son has had two rounds of pericarditis from when he was in Afghanistan. Oh, my goodness. So they're not allowing a medical exemption at all. They've already told him that. And so now they're telling him he's trying to go through and get the religious exemption, and he's been just referred to JAG. I mean, they can't even go in and do any other medical test to see if he has immunity, because guess who has had COVID? Me. Guess who he's been around? Me. Yeah. And his grandmother, who's 90 years old and got over it. And it's like your previous wow. caller, the nurse, my mother was treated early, not with a shot, but with the treatments that, that are available. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to NIH and you can look and you can look at their website and you will see that the hydroxychloroquine will stop the virus from replicating in a Petri dish. And now you've got Denmark, Sweden and Norway are restricting the use of that shot and now mysteriously there are yeah. a lot of people within Europe that are in I've seen this off Alex Berenson's site off Substack that people are mysteriously dying. 
All right, so, David. I, listen, David, I, I've I've got to David. I got to run. But thank. Listen, you 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 got a lot out there, David. Uh, thank you for the call. Um, look, this stuff in the military, folks, really, really. I mean, all of it bothers me deeply. But to, but to but to in effect punish our military people who've agreed to put their lives on the line for us. It, it, to me, it's just it's unconscionable. I think religious exemption is still. I, I think. From a constitutional perspective, I don't think they can deny that. Uh, so have your son, David, pursue that and uh, and not let that go. I know some other military people suggested to me that it does seem to be kind of a revolving door, but at least they have not said no to the religious objection. And I don't think constitutionally that they're really able to. Uh, so thank you so much for the call, David. Let's get to Kay. Kay, welcome. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for rallying Americans to uh, who will listen, Americans who will listen to righteousness and justice that you um, bring to us. And I, I don't get to listen to you as much as I would like to, but um, I just want to briefly um, say um, in my study of God's Word, and this is really not so much directed towards you, this is more directed to callers out there that, or other listeners out there, I should say. Um, and I, I don't hear this spoken of very much, but when I read God's Word, um, one thing that I find is that when it comes to the shedding of innocent blood, that God gives only one solution found in Leviticus 18 and Numbers 35. Again, I don't expect... Um, broadcasters for obvious reasons to um, air this, but I am going to speak up, um, and hopefully people out there are, you know, oh, do okay. go back Okay, Kay, you got to get to it, though. Yeah, he, um, God just says that there is only one solution, and we should pursue heartbeat bills, we should pursue the reversal of Roe v. Wade, but ultimately those are going to be diversionary if we don't go to what God says his only solution to cleanse the land of the defilement from the shedding of innocent blood, I it think is by I, the blood I think of I, those that shed it. I think I know where you're going, Kate. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I think I know exactly where you're going. Uh, here's the only thing, that when, when Jesus comes, grace becomes available. And, and, and grace is sufficient to cover all sins. Of course, you have to repent of those sins. You have to accept the, the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ for those sins. But all sins can be covered. Um, so we're no longer under the law. Not that the law doesn't have a role to play in cutting off evil. But ultimately, what we want for people is grace, not judgment. Back in a moment. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net 
Now more than ever, Christians are looking for a news source they can depend on to give them news coverage from a conservative biblical perspective. We strive to do that at American Family News. We're looking for a Christian journalist who feels led by the Lord to help us accomplish this mission. If you have training and preferably experience in the broadcast journalism field, we would love to talk with you. For further information, contact News Director Fred Jackson at 662-821-2033. Hi, I'm Will. And I'm Miki. And we've been married 16 years. You know, one of the things that Miki asked me before we got married, she's like, why do you want to marry me? What is it about, about me? Really, the Lord had put on my heart that God was putting us together for destiny and for purpose and that he had a ministry that he desired to do through us that, you know, we were both ministering on our own, but together that God was going to, you know, use us to minister. There is no one who is closer to you than your spouse, and there is no one who knows you better. And this is by God's design. Marriage is the first institution that God has given us to to shape us and to mold us and to show us ourselves. It's a beautiful picture. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. See, Satan knows that how you see yourself will determine how you behave yourself. Jason Benham and his brother David have faced many ups and downs while taking a stand for their faith in Christ. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and Jason shared a powerful truth you can apply to your life. So if he can convince you, as a believer, that you're not a full-time minister, that you're just an insurance salesman, or you're you're just a real estate guy, or you're just a stay-at-home mom or whatever, and he can convince you of that, then that's how you're going to act. But what David and I discovered is that we are full-time ministers the minute you give your heart to Jesus Christ. You're a minister, you're on mission, and your work is worship. When you recognize that, you are in full-time ministry. We think that where you're placed or how you're paid determines the minister. But it's not about that. It's about God's presence in your life and your passion for Him that makes you a full-time minister right where you are. More encouragement from Jason and David at FamilyMinute.org. Back to the Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. The reason why, folks, uh, and by the way, I, I am not against capital punishment. And I think that's where the caller was going. I'm not against capital punishment at all. I think that there are crimes that deserve the forfeiture of one's life. You, you, shed, uh, uh, you shed innocent blood. You take another person's life then you yourself should forfeit your own in the normal course. Now, of course, that's with due process and all that. I'm not talking about taking people out back and shooting them. I'm talking about going through a process in which a jury of your peers determine that with malice of forethought and, and, and perhaps with, uh, with to total depravity, you're taking an, you've taken another human's life or the, human lives, uh, the lives of other human beings, and you deserve that. However, the reason why in our culture as Christians— we don't execute homosexuals, which is what the Old Covenant called for, and we don't execute people who are committing things that we know are, are heinous sins, and I really believe that abortion is the sin of murdering an innocent unborn child, is because we know that God said he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to life, and Jesus Christ is now the antidote for sin. There was no antidote on the Old Covenant. It, it was teaching us that the wages of sin is death, and there is no other way out. You sin, you die. 
and the things that the Bible called for execution on, that was it. That was the law was a taskmaster, but it was also a teacher leading us to Christ. Christ comes, and now the things that we deserve death for, we deserve eternal damnation for, we don't get because Jesus Christ took that upon himself for us. And what we want now is for people to recognize their sin, repent of it, and come to God because he said he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to life. Now, I distinguish that between, you know, people committing infractions of the law that call for the death penalty. That's an entirely different matter. I'm talking now about people doing things that under the old covenant could have led to death, but under the new covenant, there's an opportunity for forgiveness and for restoration. Uh, So just wanted to get that out there. 888-589-8840 is the number because, you know, people are often accused of being haters and wanting to kill people and all of that. And we as Christians are not, that's not who we are at all. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we love people, even our enemies, because that's exactly what Jesus commanded. All right, let's go to Kevin in Arkansas. Kevin, welcome. I'm going to be out your way, Kevin. I'm headed your way tonight. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, uh, Bishop, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a long-time, long-time, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, Thank you. And I just love listening to you guys. I love your show. love the way you're standing up for our liberties and our country. I need your help. I'm confused on something. There's something that's been bothering me for quite some time. I'll I'll just be up front. I have had the vaccine, and I have struggled within some of my family members. Some of my family members won't even come around me. Because because I've taken it, I've, I've never seen anything divide people wow. like this vaccine has, and something that has also really confused me, and I, and I just need some advice or help on. I don't know what I need. I just need to talk. Um, who was it that is? I, I'm a huge Donald Trump fan. I love Donald Trump. I pray for him. I wish he was our president right now. Yeah. But who instituted Project Warp Speed? Who's the one who put it in and said it will not take longer than a year? I will have it in less than a year. The vaccine, and then mm-hmm. now we're struggling because the vaccine was pushed through so quickly, and that's one of the things that we hang our hat on and saying that it's not any good is because it happened so fast. Yeah. But Donald Trump said it will happen this fast. We've got to have it quickly. We need it now. He pushed all those things through, and now we're sitting in the middle of this mess. We're in the middle yeah. of this mess and not knowing how to, how to act in it, not knowing how to treat each other in it. And you can tell it's upsetting to me. It, yeah. it, it really is. Um, one of the well, things that I also see that's really starting to concern me, Bishop, is I'm starting to see a division in, in the base of Trump's base. Uh, if you'll notice in one of, the, one of the rallies that he had, there was booze among his group when he mentioned, because he still continues to, to advocate his vaccine. Yeah. And, uh, okay, and Kevin, Kevin, I, I, Kevin, I got a bunch of people waiting, I, but I think you got your point out. I really do appreciate it, Kevin. Look, we're going to pray for you because I understand what you're, what you're going through. Folks, let me say this uh, for Kevin and for all of you. Now, if we really believe in freedom and we really believe in each person making their own decision, we should not be persecuting people who've gotten the vaccine. We should not be hating them. We should not be turning our backs on them any more than we want people to turn their backs on us because we didn't get the vaccine. So, 
So uh, that, that's, that's sad to hear because we shouldn't be treating each other that way. I said each person has to make a decision based on their own conscience and convictions and let them make it. Let them make it freely. I hope that the people who've gotten it, I hope it works out for them. I hope that some of the potential side effects that could could show themselves long term that have been suggested by some of the experts I've had on. I hope those don't come to pass. I really do. But on on the on the Trump thing real quick, um, look, here's the thing that we all have to understand. Americans who support and love Donald Trump don't support and love Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump. They support and love Donald Trump because Donald Trump stood up for the things that they believe in. And I've tried to explain this to to conservative leaders who I just think don't get it sometimes. People are they, they don't follow a leader in America because they get enamored of the leader and whatever they say or do is okay. They follow a leader because that leader reflects their values and they don't have a problem disagreeing when they think that leader is not reflecting their values. So, yeah, Donald Trump gave us this vaccine. Donald Trump pushed it through with warp speed. But you're going to have a lot of Americans who are supporters of Donald Trump who say, I still don't trust the vaccine. I don't care who pushed it through. And that's just who we are as a people. I think it's a healthy thing. So, that you know, we don't turn anybody into a god. And whatever they say, we just go along with. And I think some people think the left tries to paint us that way. Uh, whatever, whatever somebody says, whatever, like a Donald Trump says, oh, well, if Donald Trump said it, that's enough. But, but it's not. It's really not. So I respect him, too. And I think we'd be so much better off if he were president of the United States right now. And I know he pushed the vaccine through. I've got my serious doubts and reservations about it. It doesn't in any way diminish my respect for him. All right, let's go to... Um, Deborah in Iowa. Deborah, welcome. Yes, sir. How are you today? I am blessed, Deborah. How are you today? <laughs> I am truly, truly blessed. Uh, I was listening to you in the car and I had to come back in the house because I didn't have internet connection. But normally I keep my religious views private. Because okay. I've been ridiculed. Uh, I want to first off by saying this is a mandate. This is not a law. Um, You're right. And I've been ridiculed because I am going with my heart and with what God is telling me that, you know, I feel God in my heart saying, no, Deborah, this is wrong. Um, uh-huh. Well, Deborah, I, that, 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 that Deborah, we're, we're short on the program. I've got to get some more calls in, but look, I, I support your conclusion about that, that you, what you feel God is telling you. And nobody should be persecuting you that for that, Deborah. Nobody should be persecuting you for that at all. Um, let's go to, I'm trying to get as many of you in here as I can before I have to close out. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Joe, welcome. Hey, Joe, you got to turn your radio down in the background. Yes, yes. yes. Hello, are you there? Yes, go, go right ahead, Joe. 
Hey, uh, good afternoon, sir. I wanted to mention to you that uh, I've been listening to your minister uh, anti-vaccine and for the death penalty. Uh, it's kind of confusing in a way in, in a certain area. Uh, I minister the word of God. I'm not preaching uh, republicanism or Trumpism and none of that. Okay. But I believe there's going to come a time that you're going to have to back off and not put, uh, put in Trump as an, uh, as an idol and preach the word of God. Uh, thousands have died with a vaccine, without the vaccine, without vaccination, and you're barely bringing in more confusion. You need to bow down before God and ask for direction in the okay, full word of God. I, I, Joe, I got, I, I got your point. I got your point. First of all, Joe, thousands have died with the vaccine, too. And Jesus didn't come to bring us a vaccine or shot. Jesus came to bring us the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there are many people who have a conviction that they don't want to get it. So I, I think whatever you're preaching, Joe, if you're preaching to people that you know that God is telling them to get the vaccine, I think it is you who are wrong, not them. Okay, let's go to Michael in Ohio. Michael, welcome. Hi, Bishop. How are you today? I am blessed, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, I was just wondering, you know, where are our leaders from the church in the point of why aren't they getting more involved in running for public office and helping to get involved in this government? Because they have the platform. They have a way of reaching the masses, you know, sort of like Larry Elder. My hat's off to him. He decided to get involved and at least tried to run for office. We mm-hmm. need more leaders like that to come out of the church, I think. What's I agree. Point? I agree, Michael. I agree. Thank you for the call. Look, I ran for office uh, three times. I ran for lieutenant governor. I ran for U.S. Senate. Uh, ran for U.S. Senate oh, about 12 years ago. And then a couple of years later after that, ran for lieutenant governor and tried another run about three years ago. Uh, I think I'm done, but I agree with you. We need to get more church leaders involved, and some are advocating that and trying to give ministers the tools that they need, and not just ministers, of course, but Christians, the tools that they need to get out there and do it. But you got a lot of people who aren't even involved or engaged, uh, so it's a big step for them to go from there. And, and we got to make sure they got, they've got the right values, too, because as you saw from the preacher who just called me, I mean, he's basically saying that, if, you, if you're not instructing your people to get the vaccine, somehow you're not bowing down before God, like God gave us the vaccine. I just got finished saying, you know, we don't follow President Trump as if he's some idol. We follow him because, you know, people follow him because we, we, we agree with him. When we agree with him, we agree with him. When we don't agree with him, we just say we don't agree with him. Some people don't agree with him on the vaccine. So, you know, people like that, I would not recommend for public office because I think they don't have it straight yet themselves. Well, look, folks, that's going to do it for today. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be at my church this coming Sunday. I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas tomorrow. In the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.